we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. King Kong Consciousness is back. Dr. Umar Johnson, welcome. Peace and Pan-Africanism. Brothers, glad to be back. Glad to have you, man. Um, first of all, you look slim, brother. You done, you, you done slimmed down a little bit, huh? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I think I have. Um, I didn't do nothing intentional, so let me not sit here and lie. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's just, you know, getting older and wiser, I hope. And first right. things first, man, congrats on the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy. I've been paying attention. I yes, see sir. that you, you, you yes, got sir. the building. Yes, sir. You, you've been doing renovations on the building. Yes, I saw sir. you put the HVAC in, all yes, kind of sir. other stuff. We're just about done. Uh, electric is awaiting a permit. HVAC is awaiting controls. They're actually at the school right now. Plumbing is just about done. They got one more piece. Fire alarm is done. They got to check one more piece to that. Uh, the monitoring system is done. I'm hoping by the end of the calendar year we can get our inspection and have a grand opening in February, hopefully. And you waiting on you got to get accreditation too, or nah? Well, your accreditation comes from the state. Got you. Got so you, got it's you. the state that gives you the license to operate. Mm -hmm. If you want accreditation beyond that, you can seek out professional accreditation bureaus, but that's not legally required. Man, why don't you talk about that more, uh, Doctor Umar? Especially being that they tried to clown you for so long about you know not having I don't the mind school that because. If you know that your mission is genuine, it's no need to respond to the negativity because at some day, the fruit of your works will manifest. Ooh. You, you follow? Yeah, so speak for my thing yeah. is, why argue when you know one day they're going to see the school? Now, talk about the, the, the process because it was a long process. It was a very long was process. Trials and tribulations yes, sir. and hurdles. So yes, sir. Talk about that a little bit and what you had to get through and also getting funding. Yes, sir. We... Um, Took our first donation in St. Louis 2014. We heard about the St. Paul's College, which was an HBCU closed in Virginia. Mm -hmm. They wanted $2 million, so we tried to raise it as quickly as we can. That was a bit ambitious. We didn't succeed. Mm -hmm. It was sold to an Asian uh, company, unfortunately, and HBCU sold to another race. I think is a great disappointment for us as a people. So then we just started looking for a day school. So I went to uh, Chicago, Detroit, Florida, 
uh, Ohio, all over the country. I was just flying, looking for a school. Mm -hmm. And then in 2017, I was on LoopNet, which was my main source of new property. And I saw this campus in Wilmington, Delaware, that I had heard about but never had a chance to see. So I'm on my way to Nat Turner celebration, mm -hmm. uh, August 21st, 2017, the Great North American Eclipse. I stopped. I saw the campus. I said, this looks pretty nice. When I got back from Nat Turner, I had to go to Cuba first to get my EFA initiation. I practiced Yoruba spirituality. Came back from Cuba, and I got a chance to go into the school, and I saw it. I said, we want this school, but they wanted $2 million. We couldn't afford that. We only had a half of a million. Mm -hmm. So I negotiated with them from August of 17 until February of 19, and they finally decided to sell us the building for the money that we had. Wow. So now we got the building. So what's been going on the past three and a half years? Getting contractors who you can trust to help you with it. And contractors were not kind to us, man. They ripped us off. They scammed us. Con. They stole out the building. The con is real. The con and contractor. I've been, I've been dealing with it for the last five years. It's very years. real, brother. Absolutely. And then finally, we had our second FDMG festival this past September the 10th. And I said, you know what? We may have to step outside the African-American community to get this done because we've been waiting three years for our people to help us. Not for free. Mm -hmm. We could afford to pay them, but they wasn't being honest with us mm -hmm. and straight up. And, of course, we know that's not all of our contractors. We want to be clear. We've met a lot of uh, decent contractors along the way. But the ones who we had to use because they was licensed and certified where we are, they didn't really do us right. So I said, let's go with some white folks. And guess what? Here we are 90 days later. And the white contractors have gotten us to the finish line mm. in three months mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus three years mm. waiting on our own people. So what does that say? It says that we need the Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey Academy. Right. It says that black boys have to be raised and trained in how to be black men and how to be committed to the black community. Because I think as a community, we've lost our integrity, our honor, our loyalty, and our commitment. If I was who I am for black people... For the Mexican-American community, that school would have been done three years ago. If I was who I am to the Asian community, the Anglo-Saxon community, the Native American community, that school gets done the first year we purchased it. Mm -hmm. We're not sitting here three and a half years after purchase just now getting to the finish line and needing white people to get us there. And what, know, is the, what is the curriculum going to look like? We our In addition to your required math, science, language, and social studies, we're going to have financial and economic science. Mm -hmm. Critical how to do your own taxes, real estate, international investments, business planning. Because as we've talked about before, going to college is not automatically a recipe for success, but it is automatically a recipe for debt. So for those young men who want to go to college, we want to give them that ability to do that, but we also want to give them other means of making an economic uh, impact and survival uh, plan for their lives. So, we got financial and economic. We have dietary and nutritional, how to eat to live. A lot of your Dr. Sabi type of information. Mm -hmm. Dr. Laila Africa, rest in peace to both of them. That will be in there. Agricultural and agronomical. We're going to teach them how to grow. They have to grow their own food in order to graduate. We have to become agriculturally self-sufficient. In addition to that, spiritual and astrological science, I want our young men to understand how African people related to God before Abraham, mm -hmm. before Jesus, before Muhammad. Those religions, and all due respect to all of them, they're only Christianity is 2,000 years old. Islam is 1,500 years old. Judaism is about four, or 5,000 years old. But traditional African culture and spirituality is more than a quarter of a million years old. We dealt with God far longer from a non-Abrahamic tradition than we have from an Abrahamic tradition. Nothing's wrong with those. But I want our children to understand how we deal with the ancestors, how we deal with the earth and the land. And so we're going to have that. There will also be science of the black family. So that includes science of the black man, the black woman, the black child, how to be a gentleman, how to take care of your woman, how to raise your children, how to be a leader in the community. And of course, there will be military and political science, if I didn't mention that. We do want to teach them survival skills, traditional African martial arts, both with and without weapons, understanding the world that we live in. Why is Africa the richest continent, but in the poorest condition? Why was Barack Obama made president and it had nothing to do with America reinventing herself? Okay, why has multiculturalism been used as a weapon against African people? So we want to make sure that we are graduating well-rounded young men who can go anywhere in the world and build independent communities. We are a nation-building academy. We are not college prep. We are not 
military prep. We are not trade school prep. They will be ready for any of those. Mm. But above all that, we are nation-building prep. Can, can you answer that President Obama question? I'd like to know the answer to that. Oh, Barack Obama was made president for two reasons. Domestically, he was made president to force uh, alternative sexual lifestyles onto black children, uh, sexual confusion as a means of population control. And internationally, he was made president to go to Africa and to force AFRICOM there, to build military bases all throughout the continent. And guess what? There's been about six coups in Africa over the past year, and every single coup was in a country with a United States military base. No coincidence. America only practices democracy when the person who wins the election has an agenda that is in the interest of America. Charlemagne, you can be elected president, but if your agenda is not in the interest of the white power structure, you will be overthrown. Democracy only lasts as long. As the person winning the election is favorable to the agenda of the power Well, I think you see that all the time, especially with the GOP. You saw that in Georgia, right? They didn't care if Herschel Walker was a a, a terrible candidate. They knew that if he got into the Senate, he was going to do the bidding of the GOP. Who won the runoff? Warnock. Warnock won. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say to that. And my maternal ancestry is from Georgia. It didn't make a difference if Warnock won. It didn't make a difference if Herschel Walker won. Because both of them are candidates who are aligned with two white racist political parties. The Democratic Party don't care about black people. The Republican Party don't care about black people. Raphael Warnock hasn't done nothing his first term. He's not going to do nothing his second term. And and if Herschel Walker would have won, it would have been the same thing. One of the things we have to do as black people, we have to get off this Republican-Democratic political dichotomy because it does not serve us and it wasn't created for our interests. That is a white intellectual conversation, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Our dichotomy is not democracy or republicanism. Our dichotomy is freedom or oppression. That's the black dichotomy. Who belongs to the Freedom Party? Who belongs to the House Negro Party? That's it. Look at the Congressional Black Caucus. 59 African Americans, and more than half of them are old enough to be your grandparents. Why do we have people in the CBC in their 70s, in their 80s? In their 60s, don't get me wrong, in African culture, we believe an old man for counsel and a young young man man for war. war. Mm -hmm. But look who we got in D.C. fighting for justice for African people. They're senior citizens. And we wonder why nothing's getting done because they don't want to pass the baton. And this is an issue that we have had in the black community for a long time. Not just Congressional Black Caucus, black church, black community organization, where we don't want to pass the baton to the next generation. And why not? Black men and women are seldom given an opportunity to experience real power. So when we get a taste of real power, we don't like to give it up because we're not used to it. That's why you got 100-year-old pastors running churches when you got 20- and 30-year-old young pastors in the same congregation who will never get a chance to give a sermon. That's why you see so many old leaders in black organizations because they don't want to pass the baton because the old black man's ego is bigger and stronger than a young black man's ego. And I want to go back to something you said about Obama. You know Obama was opposed to same-sex marriage in uh, 08. Oh, when he ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the power structure told him you're going to uh, support this when you get in there. That was the second term. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because the agenda had not yet been set, but when the agenda was set, he had to carry it out because Obama belonged to a white racist political party. Let mm. me ask you a question. The students that want to attend your, your school. Yes, sir. Is there, uh, Thank you. Is there anything? What are the qualifications, if there are any? Uh, Be black. There's really no qualifications. So be black. So it doesn't and if matter if you're gay or straight. It doesn't matter if you're mixed or anything. Be, you can well, a mixed African, for those of us who are revolutionary pan-African nationalists, Garveyites, a mixed African is considered an African. Mm-hmm. I do not discriminate between a black man with a white mother or a black man with a with a black mother or a black woman with a white father or a black woman with a, a black father. If one of your parents is an African. We accept you as an African as long as you identify. You have to be psychologically black, and you also have to be biologically black. You understand? But we don't take issue with mixed race. Many of the greatest Pan-Africanists who ever lived were mixed race. There's even some argument that the greatest revolutionary of all time in this country, the Prophet Nat Turner, he may have been of mixed race. His mother may have been raped by the slave master. You see, so we don't take issue over that. On the plantation, you had no control how you came into this world. Now, with that being said, it's important that black men and black women, even if they be mixed race Africans, they understand that we will not perpetuate that mistake because it does not benefit the black community. So although you may have a, a white parent, you will only produce children with someone who looks like you. Be careful drinking that. That's called liquid death now. You should. 
It's water. Look at the can. It's water. It's just want to make sure. I, I actually think that's Y'all don't get my brother nothing. Just get you some no, regular no, water, no, man. There's no, there's no, there's no water. <laughs> the CIA. <laughs> is the CIA in here today? No, I think that's, that's, uh, I think that's Wiz Khalifa's water, actually. I think he's. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Water, Wiz though. Khalifa from PA. So that okay. might be okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be careful because y'all know when Brother Malcolm went to the Middle East, they poisoned his drink. I think Malcolm I had to get yeah, pumped. Yeah. They tried to kill Malcolm in the Middle East. Johnny, well, we ain't trying to kill you. We ain't trying to kill you. We I know y'all not. Okay. But I don't know who else around you here. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Johnny Cochran was poisoned. And you know Johnny Cochran was murdered because Johnny Cochran was on the verge of finding out or he was going to determine how much reparations America owes African people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right after that. Johnny Cochran ends up dead. Patrice Lumumba in the Congo, mm-hmm. first democratically elected uh, prime minister of the Congo, uh, they poisoned his daughter in trying to poison him. The CIA through the toothpaste. Mm-hmm. So we got to be clear that there's a history. Dr. Khalid Abdul-Muhammad, a leader of the uh, New Black Panther Party, he may have also been poisoned. So uh, we got to be careful about what we eat and what we drink, especially me. So, so what do you think about the study of H.R. 40? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, that study is... The reparations suppo- bill. Yeah, it's the reparations bill that's supposed to see and determine, you know, who gets reparations and how much reparations... Well, let's take it a step further. Mm-hmm. The state of California legislature just approved in the past few days a bill that will give each African-American in the state of California $233,000 as a reparations payment. I, I, think, I, I think that's some bullshit. I think Gavin Newsom is just doing that because reparations is going to be the buzzword for 2024 to get black people... Energized. It is, and it's also a trap. Now, first of all, the reparations movement comes out of the Pan-Africanist movement. We gave birth to reparations. It's not anything new. Uh, That's our thing, Mm -hmm. although it's for the whole people. A cash payout for reparations is a trap. Mm. And the reason a cash payout for reparations is a trap is because so much of what needs to be fixed in American society for African people will take more than cash to do it. In other words, I give DJ Injury $233,000. Or if I take the Bob Johnson plan, he said each American African is due $350,000, right? I give you $350,000. Does that stop mass incarceration? Does that stop miseducation? Does that stop gentrification? Does that stop police genocide? Does that guarantee us access to wealth? I mean, in the state of California... What can you get with $233,000? I'm not even sure if that's enough for a house. And on top of that, the minute they give you the payment, they can reduce the value of the payment through inflation. Mm-hmm. So I can flood the economy with money so the 233 is only worth 120 mm-hmm. in about 24 hours. And then guess what they're going to do after they give the reparations to African people? They're going to find subsidy programs to give to the LGBTQ, to the women, to immigrants, to other people. So at the end of the day, what looked like a step up for black people would be a step back. If I was in charge of the reparations conversation, number one, control of all black music must only be done through the black community. No non-African can control our music. Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Biggie, Tupac. If, if, if the publishing, if the marketing, if the promotion, if the recording is not controlled by black people, that has to change. We own our own music. Nobody can own, sell, produce, publish, promote black music but black why, people. Why is that so important? Because music is one of America's leading export industries. America makes more money off black music than almost anything else that she sells. So if we control the music, we have a steady stream of global revenue where we can build a black Wall Street in every single city in America for black people. That's how much money will be coming in from black music. That's mm-hmm. one. Two, all mm-hmm. black inventions return to us permanently. Everything we invented is a permanent patent for Africans. And if you want to use it, you must pay us a percentage. The cell phone, we invented that. Internet, that's ours. Helicopter, that's ours. Self-lubricating engine, the microphone, the stop sign, the walkie-talkie. Why are those lights on right now? Because a black man named Louis Latimer wrote a textbook that taught China the UK, Canada, and America, how to light up a whole city at night. Without Lewis Latimer, you don't get street lights at night. You don't get constant illumination anywhere in the world. So guess what? Anybody running lights, you're paying black people. Take back ownership of our music. Take back ownership of our inventions. Next on the list is all the confiscated lands. We had hundreds of thousands of acres of land stolen from us between 1865 and Malcolm's assassination in 1965. We need to put together a research team that's going to investigate all the land that was stolen from African people and return it back. Since most of our people are dealing with homelessness, we have the highest homelessness rate in black America since the 60s. If we can get our land back, that will go a long way to getting a lot of our single mothers and their children off the street. In addition to that, America has about 10 major exports, gold, 
oil, water, mm -hmm. electricity, we get a 25% cut permanently. This is perpetual. Mm -hmm. Every time America makes a dollar, we get 25 cents of that dollar as part of the reparations payment. American Africans, 60% of us, make up 10 states. All 10 of the states that represent 60% of us are seaboarding states. We should automatically control the port so we know what's coming in, what's going out, and we also get a percentage of that. But here's my biggest issue with reparations three. Mm -hmm. One, psychological damages. I'm not hearing enough of the reparations talking heads discuss enough about the psychological damages. You know you can get far more from what you're owed psychologically than you can ever get for 243 years of unpaid labor on the plantation. The psychological damage is what, what, what affects us the most. Every time you see a black man with a white woman, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a black woman with a blonde wig on her head, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a little black boy or girl playing with a white doll instead of a black doll, that's psychological damage. When you see a black man take the life of, of another black man, that's psychological damage. America owes us more for the psychological holocaust than she can ever owe for the labor. So we need to talk more about that. In addition to that, I don't hear nobody talking about the role the Arabs played in the transatlantic slave trade. I don't hear anybody talking about the role that the European Jews played in the slave trade. I don't hear nobody talk about the role that the Catholic Church played in the slave trade. If we're going to talk about reparations, bring every group that was responsible, those who financed the slave ships. That'd be Nigerians too, though. Okay, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. There was participation from some African kingdoms. We know that Dahomey, for example, which was popularized in the Lion King movie. The Excuse Woman me, King. The Woman King movie. There was some African participation, but guess what? The transatlantic slave trade was a European operation. It was controlled. It grew. It was financed by Europeans. Mm -hmm. When many of the African nations found out what was really being done to us, because in Africa, there was no concept of chattel slavery. There was no such thing as owning people forever. There was no such thing as perpetual ownership of an entire family line or a bloodline. You understand? We had There was no such thing as being dehumanized. European slavery stripped African people of our humanity. There's no precedent for that in the world before European chattel slavery. They didn't know what they were getting into. They were wrong and can be held accountable. Mm -hmm. But let's not take the onus off of the true power structure behind slavery, and that was the white man. I need to say Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese mm -hmm. was in it. The Dutch was in it. The Italians was in it. The Germans was in it. Who didn't have a hand either in slavery outright or colonization that came after it? And when you factor in colonization with slavery, you can't possibly blame an African nation for that because they suffered during colonization as much as we did in slavery. So I reject any proposal that wants to make African people more liable for slavery than the white people who owned, controlled, expanded, and benefited. Oh, I agree from with it. that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, they're definitely not more liable. It's just like you said. Everybody. And, needs, nor are every, they equally liable. Are equally. Everybody needs to be at the table. Absolutely, the but yeah. Africa don't owe us reparations. They owe us as a people. Internal reparations, mm -hmm. just like we owe ourselves as a people internal reparations. Here's what I want to say. Mm -hmm. We are entitled to reparations. We will get it. But let us be clear something. Money isn't going to fix many of the problems that we That's have. Mm -hmm. Money mm -hmm. isn't going to stop the back and forth accusations and tearing down that's going on all over the internet between black men and black women. Money not going to stop that. Money ain't going to make the black man love the white woman anymore. You understand me? Money is not going to remove the self-hatred complex that so many African people have within us. There's so much that we have to do on our own that money cannot buy. So anybody who thinks that money is going to Reverse the psychological holocaust is insane. It does has its place, but it is not a panacea for all of our problems. And I am of the opinion that if you don't change the way we think before we get reparations, if you don't build an infrastructure for African people before we get reparations, you change nothing else about African people. Damn. Can we please talk about Jerry Jones? Yes, we can. You well, recently posted well, a picture. They try to slander our brother over talk here. Talk to him. About what? Over the summer, I guess there was a, a video of you, I guess, uh, at the Cherry Hill Mall. They tried to say you had jungle fever, Dr. They you had jungle fever in the mall. Okay, let me tell you what happened. I thought we talked to him about that already. Somebody tried to hack my phone, an iPhone. It went out. My phone never went out. I call iPhone. 
They say, okay, we have an appointment for you. I said, I'm in Philadelphia. Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple. Mm-hmm. Closest place, Cherry Hill Mall Apple Store. No problem. I ain't got no phone. I need my phone. I go to Cherry That's Hill the Mall. the whitest Apple of, of all Apple. Yes, sir. So I go to Cherry Hill Mall. They working on my phone. It's taking forever for my appointment to come up. I said, let me find something to do. I go get me some suits. Go back, get the phone fixed. I'm on my way out the mall. I'm done. I see a stand in the middle with incense, oils, crystals. I'm in all that. I said, okay, this must be a sister. Let me go over here. I'm looking through the incense. Young white lady come around. She said, can I help you? I said, this your stand? Because <laughs> I'm like, this, you know, because this was black people's stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm like, she said, yes, my stand. She had a little foreign accent. I said, no problem. So I buy some incense. A brother stops by. Can I take a picture? Sure. I get a rock. Sister come by. Can I take a picture? Some more youth come by. Can I take a picture? The white girl start looking at me like, who are you? Like, why is everybody stopping asking you for a picture? I said, I'm Dr. Um. I'm a psychologist. She pulls out her phone. She said, well, let me see where you are. I said, go to YouTube, type in Umar Johnson Breakfast Club. That's exactly what I told <laughs> That's exactly what I told right. So she pulls out a photo. She go to Umar Johnson Breakfast Club. She said, that is you. I said, that's me. Some coons at a nearby restaurant are filming the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But when they post it, they don't post the prelude to the conversation. Mm-hmm. If they would have showed everybody stopping, they would have knew she must have been curious about who <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut that off, and they just show me with her phone, like I'm giving her my number. Can I get your number, baby? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. All I was doing was confirming that that's who I am. Don't you know they went up there and interviewed her? No. That girl got, they interviewed her all week. The people that recorded you? Negroes from YouTube ran to the Cherry Hill Mall wow. and got a sat down with the Snow Bunny. Are oh, you one of Dr. Umar's wives is what they were trying to figure <laughs> out. Look, and she told the truth, though, and what I appreciated it. She said all he did was shop. I wanted to know who he was. Everybody was stopping to talk to him. He told me to pull out, go to YouTube Breakfast Club, and uh, he was just confirmed. Hey, that Dr. was it. Umar, I, don't I know, picked up hey, my bag and walked off. They didn't even show me walk off. I don't think you realize how funny it is. That's like a Dr. Umar <laughs> trap. We're going to yeah, set up the incense in the rocks, <laughs> but when he go over there, snow bunny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so it, 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 it was crazy, but I'm glad she was honest because she could have. She could have yeah, yeah, absolutely. She could have said he tried to get at me. You know what I mean? Correct. So I think people think you hate white people. You don't, I don't hate, hate white, white people. people. Yeah. I have conversations with white folks all the time. Arabs, Chinese, East Indian. I have people who watch my work from all over the world. I, I was just stopped in the airport by an Asian who uh, works for, what do you call the security? Uh, TSA. 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 He came right over to me. I'm taking my shoes off. He said, hey, I'm a big, about 40-year-old Asian man. I'm not sure if he was Chinese or Japanese. But he said, I'm a big fan of your work. Keep on doing what you're doing. Asian. I had a group of white boys run up to me at the airport. I was in Dallas, Texas. Can we take a picture? I took the picture. Why do I do that? People say, why do you take pictures when white folks stop you? Because it's important for the world to know that my agenda is not hate. My agenda is African liberation. I'm opposed to white supremacy. I'm not opposed to white people. My priority is my own people, but I have nothing against yours. I'm unapologetically African. But the problem is, historically, any black man who is unapologetically African, Malcolm, the Honorable Marcus Garvey, Stokely Carmichael, uh... Huey P. Newton, anybody who was that way, we mm-hmm. were automatically branded as anti-everybody else. That is not true. We are Africans. We are the original humanitarians of the planet Earth. We have never been against another people, but I am unapologetically committed to my own. So you and, don't and hate no, white people. You just don't, I don't want, hate nobody. You want to see black people. I became them. a psychologist to help people, and in my work, I do work with all races. But my priority is my own because we need the, the most help. Charity starts at home. And so, therefore, I make no apologies about being for black people. People. I make no apologies about saying a black man has no business being with another woman, Ime Udoka and TJ Holmes. I make no apologies <laughs> about that because we got to save ourselves. What's your thoughts on that? Since, since no, you let's go to Jerry. Let's stop you speeding now. <laughs> let's go to Jerry Jones first. And by the way, what, what, what Dr. Umar is saying, other communities say that and nobody has a nobody problem with it. Nobody says nothing. Yeah. Nobody says nothing. Okay. Ime Udoka and TJ Holmes. First of all, what they did was wrong. You had no business having relations with another man's wife if, in fact, those women were married. It's wrong. Husband, white, black, purple is wrong. Mm-hmm. Adultery is wrong. But it's even more wrong because you chose to go outside your community and do it. It's even more wrong because you chose to go into the white power structure and do it. They're, they were not chastised because they committed adultery. Celebrities do it all the time. They were not chastised for that. They were chastised for because they failed to keep in mind that white black men get the white women that other white men genuinely do not want. 
You don't get the top of the line white women. You don't. You get leftovers. Look at most of our celebrities. They don't. They did not marry women who came from the richest white families. Black money and white money don't behave the same. New black mm. money and old white money have two totally different personalities. New black money will jump on any poor white girl and make her a billionaire, Tiger Woods. <laughs> rich white woman, rich white money doesn't operate that way, you see. The sin of Ime Udoka and the sin of TJ Holmes is you had an affair with a white man's wife. This is a desirable white woman. Somebody loves her and is married to her, and you had the audacity to take her away from her husband being a Negro. That's why they had to be sat down. And if I could speak with Ime Udoka, I would have to ask him. On top of all that, you chose a woman from the Mormon church. What's her family mean? is Mormon. The Mormons historically are one of the most racist denominations of the Christian religion. Did you know they did not ordain black ministers until 1978? Their most fav famous leader, Brigham Young, he said the devil was black, and he also justified the enslavement of African people by way of the curse of Canaan. Ham was cursed for uncovering his father's uh, uh, nakedness, and as a result of that, uh, curse be the firstborn, Canaan. So the Mormon church and Brigham Young and their other leaders said that black people's skin was black and our hair was nappy because of the curse of Canaan, and that justified our enslavement. You think he thought about it that deep, or he was just probably hitting something? I don't think he was thinking about it that but deep. But here's my point. If you're going to sleep with a white woman, you don't go to the KKK and get one. Mm. You see? Look at the other brother, uh, Everett, the young basketball player from Louisiana State University. June of this year, he visited his white girlfriend in Boise, Idaho. She takes him to a Mormon wedding. She should know better. They didn't let him in because he's black. Then he goes white water rafting with the snow bunny and three friends. They fall off the raft. Now, he's an athlete, six foot whatever. She's a white girl. She survives. He dies. Nobody looks for his body. It was a stranger who called the police and said he was missing. He turned up dead a couple days later. Another Mormon. Why did his parents let him go visit a white girl in Boise, Idaho? And why are you going to a Mormon wedding? And Ime Udoka, why are you sleeping with a Mormon woman? When you look at the history of the Mormon people, I'm not saying everyone, but structurally and systematically, they have been against black folks. Mm. So my goodness, if you're going to do it, find a liberal or something, you don't get a Mormon. It's absolutely ridiculous that they did that. But they were wrong in what they were doing, but they're being punished not for adultery. They're being punished for being black men, yeah, I think sleeping with, with white women. With T.J. Holmes, I think that they're about to demonize him in a real way. Like, they even already put out a story that he was having multiple affairs. But they're that, going to get him. Yeah. You are not allowed to touch the white women that white men have claimed or considered to be marriage worthy. You get the leftovers. Our athletes, our celebrities, they all got leftovers. They do not get top of the crop white girls. And Ime Udoka and TJ Holmes made a mistake of messing with women, white women who were untouchable, made untouchable by white males. So top of the crop white women is well, married uh, financial or status or just women that are married? Bloodline. Okay. You have to come from one of them families with them names. It could also be financial as well. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But white men determine who those women are. And it's normally a mix of income, status, and bloodline, as well as occupation. You follow what mm -hmm. I'm saying? They're not poor. They don't come from poor means. They're not uh, first-generation millionaires. You understand? Mm -hmm. Black men don't generally get those women. And married white women are automatically included in that by virtue that they've been claimed by a white man. I want to ask you something, Dr. Muma. For you, have you ever seen an interracial relationship that was acceptable to you? No interracial relationship is acceptable because we have too many black women who are unmarried. Black women are the largest population on the planet Earth. If you can't find one in America, get it from Africa. If you can't get it from Africa, go to the Caribbean, go to Canada, go to Europe. Why would a black man need to copulate, build a family with anything other than a black woman when you have so many black women available? It is an exercise in self-hatred. There's no way to get around it. Do you think Kanye West, if he had a black woman, things would be different? Oh, absolutely. I think Kim Kardashian used him. And the fact that they're making that man pay $200,000 a month in child support when both he and the wife are billionaires are absolutely uh, ridiculous. I think they want to break him. I think they want to break him. And although I don't agree with the way in which Kanye articulated some of his thoughts, I appreciate the fact that he was the first black man since Michael Jackson to speak truth to power, to specifically identify certain communities of Europeans who have exploited gangster rap, black entertainers, and other people since its inception, and nobody has called them out. He's the first to do it since Michael Jackson. But when Michael did it, mm -hmm. he wasn't in his prime. Kanye did it in his prime. I can't give Kanye no respect because I've never seen a black man 
man seek more white validation than Kanye was. Well, that's the issue. That is a set. That, that is, is one the, of the most issue. Self-hating black Kanye on the is not choosing a side. One day. It's about saving our people. The next day, you want to date with another snow bunny. One day, He's it's about helping the oppressed. That's the right. next day, you're campaigning for Donald Trump. One day, it's about being independent. The next day, I'm hearing about you going into business with some with uh, some white man. Make up your mind. I think Kanye is trying to f- figure out where he is, but he got to make up his mind because you're too helter skelter. And at this point, I'm gonna be honest with you. Although I appreciate Kanye's honesty. I think most of his agenda is about Kanye. And I'm going to say that because when I look at our black billionaire class, whether it's Kanye, whether it's Oprah, whether it's Jay-Z, whether it's Tyler Perry, even if he's no longer in that class, none of them, LeBron, Puffy, none of them have built an independent black institution for the black community anywhere in this country. Not one. How many lashes would Kanye get? Kanye would probably get. I'm still working on Kanye lash count. Because I want to see where he ends up. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. him to make up his mind and then stay there. Okay. And I need him to be a little bit more articulate with what he says. Because although I think Kanye is on the right track, he's not articulating himself well enough. He's not controlling his public narrative. So when I do interviews like this or any interview, I go out of my way to be careful with my wording so nobody can try to use it against me later. Mm-hmm. You have to try to control your narrative and he will get on a platform and say some things that he may not even believe just for the shock value and you're now giving the media the opportunity to brand you something that you are not. That's even I worse ne- to me though. If you don't if you don't even have no real intention or you don't even know what the hell you're saying, that's so anti-intellectual. Well, the issue is Kanye, I think he's very brilliant, but I also think he's dealing with some unaddressed mental health issues That as is well. true. That is true. You said none of them have built institutions. Um, and I, and, 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 I, and I, I would not put them on the same level as a Kyrie Irving because I believe I Kyrie is 100% genuine in his thinking. I think he's very thought out, and I think Kyrie does a good job of controlling his narrative. And I think that community that tried to destroy him could be accused of being hypocritical because Jeff Bezos, the $139 billion owner of Amazon, has just issued a statement a few days ago. They're not removing the DVD. Oh, no, that wasn't There's, Jeff Bezos. That was the other, that was the, uh, the current the CEO, CEO of Amazon. CEO. Okay, yeah. but Jeff Bezos is still the owner, isn't he? Uh, he's got a percentage in it, but it was the current, the, the person who made that statement was the current CEO of Okay, Amazon. current yeah. CEO, Jeff Bezos, whoever. Amazon is not pulling a DVD. They have not been uh, accused of being anti-Semitic. They have not been accused of being racist. They have not been accused of being a hate monger of any other people. So if if, if Kyrie can be accused of all that for sharing a video that he was not in, how is it that Amazon gets none of the smoke when they said they're not going to pull no, the video? Smoke. We no, had, we, yeah, yeah, they begin smoke. Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Black was up. Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt was here okay. yesterday, and I asked him that same question. What he said. And he said they have been giving him the smoke. They wrote him, the smoke they, they gave. They wrote him letters, the same thing they did. They to wrote him a letter. But they, but they, they tried to destroy Kyrie's career. Not no damn letter. But they also said that it's illegal uh, in what state? In Germany. In Germany. So, that's a country. In Germany. It's a country to actually have that. I guess so in Germany. Because of the denazification of Germany. I forgot how he worded it. I think he was saying that the... But Amazon is global. That's one country. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So because they can't sell it in Germany... No, it's they, they don't, they, no, they don't want it up, period. But, yeah. they, but you know. They, but where is the media campaign by them to crucify Amazon the way they crucified Kanye, uh, excuse me, Kyrie, Kyrie, for sharing the video that Amazon is making millions of dollars off? I, I will say That's this, hypocritical. I will say this, Dr. Umar. I feel like sometimes. We can't we, be selective moralists, I'm Charlemagne. with you. But I think sometimes we, as in pe- black mm-hmm. people on social media, make these stories bigger. Because if we wanted, like the Brett Favre situation, uh-huh. Amazon, if we talked about those situations like we talk about other things, we would create those campaigns. But the white media made Kanye's, excuse me, Kyrie's situation an issue. So if you're going to make it an issue for Kyrie, white media, make it an issue for Amazon, white media. I mean, the white media did report on it when, when the ADL report. It didn't get the same energy. No, it did not get the same energy. It's a double standard. I think that's because of what we talk and, about. And anybody, really who, anybody who practices selective morality, whether you're European Jew, whether you're a revolutionary Pan-Africanist, whether you're a socialist, a Christian, a Muslim, a Hebrew, selective morality is hypocrisy because what I'm saying if envy does it it's wrong and he should be punished if Charlemagne does it it's okay Amazon is still selling it. They have yet to be branded by the ADL or anybody else as anti-Semitic. That's hypocrisy. That, that's what I. That's one of the questions. It's hypocrisy. I, that's one of the questions I asked Jonathan Greenblatt. I said, you know, it feels like um, when 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 we do something, 
there's consequences for yes. it. So I asked him, how do you punish that level of white privilege? How do you punish it, Donald They're Trump? They're not going to punish Carlson, it because at the end of the day, white supremacy requires commitment and loyalty from all groups of white people. They may have their internal differences, but at the end of the day, they all agree that black people must be kept in their place. The Kyrie and Kanye issue was more about suppressing free speech for heterosexual black males than it was about anti-Semitism or anything like that. Look at Tiffany Cross. She said something on your show. Mm -hmm. They cut her. They made uh, Jalen Rose take back what he said about the fact the woman at the heart of the Ime Udoka scandal has never been exposed. She cheated on her husband. Why is Ime Udoka all over the media, but the white woman who cheated on her husband is not all over the media? It's a double standard, and we are not calling out the double standard. If wrong is wrong, it should be wrong for everybody. This is not about right or wrong. This is about suppressing the First Amendment freedom of speech rights of heterosexual black males who do not endorse the European narrative. No, I, that's what it's I'm about. I'm not against any of that you said. The only thing I'd push back on is, man, I do not like seeing people prop up Kanye West, bro. Because Kanye West is the most anti-black Negro out here. And I do not like when people just... Why do you buy... say that? Why do you say he's so anti-black? Look at him. Look at who he chooses to be with. And, and even when he had those billion-dollar companies, what was under the hood of those companies, Dr. Umar? Where was his black staff? I agree. Where was his black leadership? I agree. You know, where and that's it? why right now, as I just said a minute ago, I believe Kanye's agenda is what's best for Kanye. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's about what's best for black people until he shows me something else. Mm -hmm. I really believe he did what he did to get freed of them contracts because he has the brand and the platform and the status now where he could probably make his own sneakers and make his own music and probably sell as much, if not more, than I he did believe before. That, I believe You're giving so. that man way too much No, credit. I believe so. I, I believe, believe so. That. Well, Kanye's big. Well, let me ask I you about uh, Charlemagne's uh, football team, the Were Dallas you? Cowboys. Yes. And the owner, Jerry Jones. Listen to this. Here's another example of selective morality. How is it Brett Favre, and I'm coming to Jerry, mm -hmm. stole about $70 million of poor people's money from Mississippi to help his daughter's college build a volleyball field or something? Well, it wasn't that much. Though. It was a lot. It, it was, was up there. Yeah, it was millions. It was millions. It wasn't 70? It was in the doubles. It was millions. It was multi-millions. Okay. Anyhow, he don't get indicted. He don't get charged. No charges are being brought against Brett Favre. If a black man did the same thing, you and I know he gets crucified. Mm -hmm. Look at the double standard and the selective morality. Now let's come to Jerry Jones. This is the same Jerry Jones who never hired a black coach. Same Jerry Jones during the Colin Kaepernick protest of 2016 said... If any of my players are caught, quote unquote, disrespecting the American flag by taking a knee, they're not going to play on my team no more. This is that Jerry Jones, who never stood up against any of the racism in the state of Texas. And he gets caught in the picture. September the 9th, 1957, North Little Rock High School. And then he commits three lies. When asked about this picture, he was part of a mob to deny a group of African-Americans entry into North Little Rock High School. He says he was just there to be curious. He says neither he nor any of the other white boys or people there knew what they were going to get into. That's lie number one. Jerry Jones had already admitted that his coach told oh, him not to, not to go nowhere near, yeah. that there would be trouble there. So how is it you didn't know what you was going into and nobody else there knew what you was going into when your coach told you it might be trouble and stay away from it? That was an absolute lie. And then when he was asked whether he regretted being there, he never answered the question. Where is Roger Goodell? Where's the NFL? Why isn't he being given a list of demands just like Kyrie was given, being given a list of demands? And check this out. To make matters worse, guess what else happened on September 9th, 1957, DJ Envy? What's that? President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Signs the 1957 Civil Rights Bill, creating the uh, Civil Rights Commission within the Department of Justice. First act of civil rights legislation since 1875. Jerry Jones and the rest of them kids, they knew that. They were there to repudiate that presidential signing. They were also there because what happened five days before that? What happened on September 4th, 1957? Was that the ten, bombing? The Little Rock 10 yeah, the, yeah. tried to get into Central Rock, Central uh, High School, and Governor Forbes of Arkansas instructed the National Guard not to let them in. They were called the N-word. They were spit on. They were beat on. They were threatened. They were terrorized by white folks five days earlier. Jerry Jones knew exactly what he was going to get into. The Supreme Court just outlawed school desegregation three years earlier on uh, May 17, 1954. He knew exactly why he was going. He was going to stop 
uh, black people from coming into North Little Rock. Now, Stephen A. Smith says he uh, Jerry Jones don't deserve this. He don't deserve to be held accountable for his part in supporting one of the most racist events in American history, which was the desegregation of America's schools. He shouldn't be held accountable. Stephen A. says since this happened 65 years ago, he should get a pass. How many because lashes was, for Stephen A. Smith? Stephen A. is probably up to 150,000 lashes right now for his cooning. But listen, if Jerry Jones get a pass because he's 14, why didn't Emmett Till get a pass? He was 14. Tamir Rice, Ohio, he was 12. Where his pass at? What about the brother in Gulfport, Mississippi, two months ago? Jaheem Jalen, I'm forgetting his name, shot in the head coming out of a dollar store with his hands up. Where was his past? Trayvon was 17. Where was his past? Look at all the young black boys who are tried as adults in America's prisons right now serving time in adult prisons under the age of 17. Where they pass at, Stephen A.? Why are we protecting privileged white men? And you know what makes it so sad? Jerry Jones don't even have to defend himself. He got black men who will jump up. Did you see Michael Irvin? This Uncle Remus? Michael Irvin says, oh, he wasn't at the front of the line. So because he wasn't at the front of the line, he less racist than the ones who's at the front. Oh, he don't look like the guy with the cigarette in his mouth. Jerry Jones is a righteous man and a great man. All white people were that way back in the day. This is Michael Irvin. All white people were that way back in the day. So we supposed to get Jerry Jones a pass. There's nothing worse. How many lashes for Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin get about 5,000 lashes for that. No black man should ever volunteer himself, Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin, to play defense attorney. For a white man. Jerry Jones ain't thinking about black folks. He has yet to speak up on social justice issues. He is a racist and he should be forced to sell the team. But it's not going to happen. Why? Because it would take the players of the NFL to protest to force him out. And we already see that our NFL athletes and our NBA athletes don't have enough courage. They're more concerned with money than they are about the movement. And that's why I'm disappointed in Deion Sanders. Hold on a second. I don't think there's no defense. I know. I know. I don't think there's no defense for uh, Jerry Jones. And there's no defense for Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin defending him either. Let that white man speak for himself. And and I I like what y'all don't take up for black people like that. Stephen A., you threw Kyrie under the bus. Shannon Sharp, you threw Kyrie under the bus. But soon when a white man messed up, and Shannon didn't defend Jerry Jones, but Stephen did and Michael did, soon when a white man make a mistake, every every black man in sports media want to be defense attorney for white folks, but have no problem throwing black athletes under the bus. And and I like what Jay Williams said that, you know. Shout out to Jay Williams. Yeah, Jerry Jones should be forced to denounce. Uh, anti-black racism. And he hasn't. And he should discuss what he's learned over the past six years. He ain't learned nothing. He's a privileged white man. He's just as racist now as he was then. Listen, I've been studying psychology my whole life. I got a doctorate in it. I got three master's degrees in it. I got two certifications in it. You know what they tell you in psychology? That That the human personality is largely fixed by the age of five. 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 Jerry Jones was 14. If you're going to tell me that Jerry Jones is fundamentally a different person now at 80, than he was at 14, let me know what major critical life experiences Jerry Jones went through that transformed the way that he thinks. Nothing at all. People saying, well, we got to give him credit. Dak Prescott talking about, look at his resume since then. Look at his resume since then, Dak Prescott. He ain't done nothing to help black folks, and Jerry Jones ain't thinking about helping black folks. I, I, I don't like what people say because he didn't hire a black coach, though, because just because he hired a black coach don't mean anything. I do agree, but at least it shows you are at least concerned about how racism looks on your resume. Jerry Jones is not even concerned about how racism looks on his resume. How many lashes should Charlamagne get for being a Cowboy fan still? I like football. You're an Eagle fan. You like Eagles. Nah, I'm not watching no football, no NBA no more. I'm done. What? I'm officially done, brother. We cannot be for the black liberation struggle and support white corporations and systems that systematically practice and defend white privilege and white racism against black people. What about all those what brothers they that did played the sport? Cabinet, what about them? They just there to get it back. They're not protesting. They're not doing nothing. They're not building Some of those no brothers institute. protest. Okay. Okay. Show me a rich athlete who built a relevant independent black institution in this country. Give me one. And let me tell you what they are. Independent okay. school. Don't give me no charter school. Charter okay. schools are public schools. So Don't give LeBron, me no charter LeBron school. LeBron James in the school he built? That LeBron's is a pe- public school, it Indy. Is, but, but it LeBron, has his name on it. But you know LeBron speaks up for black issues. I didn't ask you about speaking. Let me go mm-hmm. back to my question. Mm-hmm. My question was, name me a black celebrity or entertainer who has built a relevant, independent black institution. But is that, school. I agree. Bank. But, 
But is that the supermarket? That's the one, hospital. That's all that manufacturing distribution. It's the heart of a community, Charlemagne. Take care of the major problems we got. Just because LeBron James got in front of a microphone and, and, and undid what he did a few weeks ago, and I want to give LeBron some props. I appreciated his comments about Jerry Jones and comparing that to the way in which they tried to uh, castrate Kyrie. Shout out to LeBron. But now LeBron, don't pull a Shannon Sharp and a Stephen A. And right after you do something positive or say something good, you take it back by going right back to the Django character. You understand? He got to be consistent. Speech is not enough when you're worth billions. To whom much is given in thee, much is expected. If you a billionaire talking, so talking. How can, so how can y'all co-sign Kanye so much? He don't do that. Kanye does not pour back into the black Kanye people. Kanye spoke a significant truth to a significant white power but he don't pour that back controls into black, black people. I agree. I just LeBron said that. LeBron have infrastructures full of black people making I'm going to ask you again. What institution that's relevant has been built by a black athlete or celebrity this century? I need an but answer. But you just mean school, banking, and... Relevant. Okay. LeBron James started a uh, movement against voter disenfranchisement. Walk through the streets of Brooklyn. Walk through the streets of Harlem. Walk through the streets of the Bronx. Walk through the streets of Queens. Walk through the streets of Staten Island and ask black people, what are the top five problems black people have in America? I promise you, voter suppression ain't one. <laughs> voter suppression right. ain't one. Come on, y'all. If we want to solve our problems, we got to get serious. And black athletes have been cooning for far too long. I, know, I, know I think you're being hard on some of them. They're more concerned brothers, about money I, I know than got, making a difference. I, I know we got to go. But Deion Sanders, you were talking about Deion Sanders. Uh-huh. Deion. What's your thoughts on Deion Everybody Sanders? been texting me about this all week. Talk to me about Deion. Dr. Uma. before you get into it, you know, Charlemagne gave Donkey today to people that would criticize him. I know. That's right. And I'm coming right at it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm coming right at it. Let's go. More lashes. I'm coming right at it. More lashes. When Deion Sanders stood against Colin Kaepernick's protest in 16, I branded him a Negro peon. He did? Yes, he did. He said he did. He sh- I saw him say it out of his mouth on an interview. Mm. He said he should not have taken that knee. It was wrong. Mm. Deion Sanders. Mm. I put him in the Negro peeing camp because he didn't stand with Colin Kaepernick. When I heard Deion Sanders was taking the job, I said, okay, I'm going to give him his black pass back. Mm. Because here you are, one of the top five greatest athletes, arguably the greatest football player ever, including Tom Brady. Dion could go down as greater than. You go to Jackson State, HBCU. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Now I hear all of a sudden you might be leaving. Well, so he's, th- he's leaving. Oh, he's, he's going. Le- oh, he's going. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. But I have two levels of wrong. Mm-hmm. I got a low level and I got a high. I'll explain them to you quickly. My low level. If Dion told the administration and the students and the players at Jackson State that I'm taking this job, But I need y'all to know, if something better comes along, as soon as it comes along, I may be leaving you. He did say that. He said that. If he was that transparent, I didn't see that. I I played the clip the other day. He said it on 60 Minutes. He said that. um, No, he said he may be leaving. He did not say he was leaving after three years. No, he said that if a Power Power 5 school comes along, uh I have to entertain it. I would be a fool not to. And Dion has always been transparent. No, Dion has always been transparent and open about what his goals were. That is not. No, I disagree with you. He told them if it comes his way, he would have to entertain it. He never said I would leave you that soon. He never said, I can be gone in three years. What does it matter, though? His contract was I'm going to tell four. you why it matters. I'm about to tell you right now okay. why it matters. Because he damn wrong. Now, if he told them, if I'm going to go back and study some more. But from what i seen him say, he was not that direct. But Definitely if he was, was. if he was, mm-hmm. and that's not what I saw, so I, we disagree there. But if he was, he's still wrong, but it's a low level. Because at least you was transparent and you gave him informed consent. Mm-hmm. They knew you could leave at any time. That's right. right. Okay? Still wrong. I'm going to explain in a minute. Now, if he didn't tell them that, okay, and I'm hearing from people who know athletes on that team that they were not told it that way. They weren't listening. And they're upset. Because he said that on 60 Minutes. Okay? He didn't say it that way, Charlamagne. I yes, saw he that. Did. He That's did an not. Exact no, quote. he didn't. Exact now, quote. if he did not do it that way, that automatically means that Deion Sanders used, abused, and exploited HBCU Jackson State 
just to be given an opportunity to show predominantly white institutions that he could coach. If he only used them as a stepping stone to getting a job at a white college, he was dead wrong. Now, let me tell y'all why this is bigger than football. Mm -hmm. What case is the Supreme Court reviewing right now? The right now, the, su the case against uh, H uh, black, what is it, for black students in colleges? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Supreme Court right now is reviewing whether or not racially conscious admissions mm -hmm. in higher education are unconstitutional. And guess who is bringing the suit? Asians. But guess who's funding the suit? White people with connections to the six conservative justices on the United States Supreme Court bench. So what they're saying is Asians are discriminated against on the basis of the personality aspect of the admissions process mm -hmm. at Harvard and the University of North Carolina, among other universities, by subjecting Asians to that personality assessment, which includes personality, background, social economic status, culture, this, that, who you are, what you want to be, Asians are being penalized for the high test scores and grades. So what the Asians want and what the white folks who are funding the Asians want is they want the Supreme Court to say you cannot include race at all as a factor in higher education admissions. If they throw that out, if they say Harvard cannot use the personality assessment portion of the admissions process, the percentage of Asians that get accepted into PWIs goes up by 20 percent and the percentage of black students will plummet by at least 50 percent. You know what that means? You are watching the gentrification of black children off of the PWI campus. How is this relevant to Deion Sanders? The reason I'm so personally disappointed in Deion is I thought he was there for a movement, not for money. Meaning, Deion Sanders, the coach of Jackson State, I foresaw a situation where Deion would hire other coaches, other retired black NFL greats, to coach other HBCUs. In doing so, you attract our top tier High school athletes to come to maybe, HBCU. Maybe. Stay with me. Eddie Jordan, Foot, Tennessee stay State. with me. Stay with me. Football and back. You know, like I know, if you got top tier NFL greats coaching HBCUs, the athletes are coming maybe. just like they was coming for Dion. He showed you, Charlie. Dion, though. He showed Dr. you. And his other one's Dion just one as one great. Of the most famous people ever. And his other one's just as great. So listen. Eddie George at Tennessee State. That's one person. We're talking about a system, not an individual. So. Dion and these other coaches bring all these athletes from high school to play football, basketball, so forth. The revenue of the HBCU goes up, Envy. As a result of the revenue going up, Charlemagne, the school's got more money. They don't have to subject themselves to closure. They don't have to subject themselves to being dependent on white money. You got HBCUs at risk of being closed. I read something that said almost a half of them. A half may not survive the decade. So this was bigger than football. This was about the survival of the HBCU. It's bigger than especially, Dion, though, No, yes, no, it is. I think no. We, stop trying to individual. Stop trying to give celebrities no, a pass, no, Charlamagne. No, you're blaming an individual I'm instead not blaming of talking him. about the issue. I'm blaming black men for not being men. But you know what that, I'm blaming us listen, for not being men. That was an unmanly can, can, move. Can you admit one thing? Dion could have went down uh, in history, are H, brother. Are HBCUs chronically underfunded? Of course. Were they chronically underfunded before Dion? Yes. Yes. Were they be chronically underfunded after Dion? Yes. Absolutely. What are those reasons that they're chronically underfunded? We don't Because we as black men have not come together to create the funding source to make sure they survive. I don't want to hear about the government. We have too no, many that, wealthy that, blacks. Exactly. Y'all interview them I, every I, listen, day. I'm with you. So so you got you got low uh don low donor low donor alumni donors. Low alumni donors, okay. right? Okay. Low endowments. Correct. That's a us problem. He part of us. Why you keep exempting celebrities? They're not better than us. He's one person. Okay, but the point is that one man could have been a catalyst for a movement that would have revolutionized the what? survival but, of HBCUs. But why, why does the movement stop just because he left? HBCUs going to still be here. You're missing the point. No. HBCUs the abolition wasn't here. just about Frederick Douglass. But if Frederick Douglass would have pulled out, it would have hurt it. The Underground Railroad wasn't just about Harriet. But if she would have pulled out... It would have failed. So what was the, the civil HBCU rights movement, movement wasn't just Dion. about King. Before Dion three years ago, what was they the were struggling movement? and he could have helped save it. And for him to pull out of Jackson State the way that he did it before making sure the HBCU system survived, to me, was selfish. He chose money over the movement, Charlemagne, and celebrities do it all the time. And y'all want to give him a pass. Nobody get that's no some, pass. That, that, that's I don't care who Deion Sanders is. He had a chance to help, and he hurt. And y'all want to condone that because you black celebrities are not committed to the best interests of black well, people. Let me ask you a question. When, let me ask you a question. When Dion was 
coaching high school kids for several years. Uh-huh. You know, when he we was ain't talking about that. We talking about survival of HBCU. I'm gonna get there. When he was coaching high school kids for several years, you know, black kids, when he was opening up Prime Prep Academy that got closed down because they had financial issues. When he went to Jackson State for 1.2 million dollars for four years and said, "You know what? Y'all he take didn't even stay for four years." But listen, y'all take half this salary and go and go build a, a better uh-huh. relax, go build a better facility uh-huh. for students uh-huh. and he got to pay yep. back 300,000. And after all that, I'm still going to leave Jackson State for a super white College who that got a 1.6 black student, but you ain't let me finish my point. Rate no, how, how can no, you, wait, 1.6 black students, which means the only blacks on that campus are the athletes. And you're going to tell me that that's a step up? You sold us out for money, bro. How can you say it's about money when you he's he, show, when his track record shows he stayed he for three years? That was money. no commitment. His track record shows that if white people give me the money, I'll turn my back on the HBCU system. Dr. What are you talking about? That's what he did. I disagree. That's what he just did. I disagree. I, Come on, I, I, man. I, 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 if he would have stayed there, if, if Dion would have stayed there, like I said, he could have brought other black coaches in, former NFL greats. They would have raised the revenue of the HBCU, which is so critical now. Why? Because the Asians are being financed by white folks to kick what little blacks are left on the PWI campus off. So that means the critical importance of the HBCU is greater now than it's ever been. So for Dion to pull this right now makes it even worse because because you're leaving the HBCU system when so, you had a chance so how many to say, lashes for Dion? stop trying to exempt black celebrities from accountability no. to the race. No. Gotta, celebrities no. are not above accountability. Stop, I agree. So how many stop. lashes? How many lashes for Dion? 50,000 lashes for Dion. Now, more, no, 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 no. Shut up, shut up. More important question. How much you oh, going to oh, no, no, oh. no, no, no. You gonna donate to an HBCU today? I'm building two independent schools, the first in its history. No doubt, but those aren't HBCUs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Still got, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. No, if you're going to be that no, passionate no, 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 about no, no, HBCUs, no, 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 no. how much no, 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 you going to donate no, no, to an no. HBCU today? Let me today? answer your question. May I? Yes. First of all, I'm not a multimillionaire. Second of all, <laughs> Why you gotta be a multi-millionaire can I finish my question? Can I finish my question? I donate to HBCUs on a regular basis. Okay. I do. But my point is, I'm focused on destroying the school-to-prison pipeline. I'm building two independent schools. And From I, the I, I ground, applaud you for that. black money. Nobody you've interviewed in this studio ever is doing that. Not one of them. You understand me. So I'm doing my part, and that's why I can expect Deion Sanders to do his part. And that's why lashes also go to Shannon Sharp. Because Shannon Sharp on national television said he didn't even want to go to a HBCU. He wanted to go to a PWI. And every time celebrities try to do something good, black people want to beat them up. I beg your pardon, Shannon Sharp. I know that you don't date black women. You have no loyalty to black women. Now you want to tell the world you have no loyalty to the HBCU. If you didn't want to go to Savannah State, you keep that to yourself, you Negropean. You don't tell the whole <laughs> world that you didn't want to go to a HBCU and then try to chide the black community for asking Deion Sanders to have a little well, I, I, with all that said, Dr. Umar, what do we do for HBCUs moving forward? Because Dion okay. gone, but HBCUs going to still be here. I just guys. told you, black celebrities mm-hmm. have to come together, stop buying chains, stop going to clubs and strip joints, stop with all the expensive clothing, stop cooning, and use some of this disposable income that we spend it on Christmas gifts right now and come up with a funding source. So many celebrities went to HBCUs. Why can't they be the catalyst? of a black celebrity and grassroots, because we should be paying to Absolutely. movement to finance this. I'm simply saying Dion could have been the face of that and was beginning to be, and he allowed himself to get bought out by a white But university. he left the blueprint. That's it. I don't want to hear about no he blueprint. He left the blueprint. That's like Harriet Tubman saying, I'm not going to help you on the Underground Railroad. I'm going to lead the blueprint. Marcus Garvey, I'm not going to help you with the independence movement. I'll take the I'm going to the blueprint. That's cowardliness, well, man. I'm not, I can't believe, I'm not putting that all on Dion because there's enough of us that can keep these programs sustained if we do what we're supposed to do. Okay, but we can't do that with people running away like Deion Sanders. That was a cowardly move. He was wrong. How many lives did you say Dion get? 50,000. And how much for Shannon Shop? Shannon keep cooning. Shannon gonna get about a hundred by now. Goodness. Stephen okay. A getting about fifty thousand. Candace Owens needs about two hundred fifty thousand lashes. She out there doing documentaries on Black Lives Matter, which is appropriate because they were wrong for misappropriating that money. But where's Candace Owens' documentary on the Brett Favre situation or the Jerry Jones situation? My disagreement with my sister is she's letting white folks finance her to embarrass her people publicly. No black person should do that. 
And also, I just want to tell y'all, Dr. Umar is going to be on my late night talk show this yes, week. Hell of a week. <laughs> and we're going to have a I hell of a wait. time. I like, listen, Envy, I want your listeners, please support the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy. That's right. Get on your cash app, dollar sign FDMG school, dollar sign FDMG school. Get on your PayPal. PayPal.me slash FDMG Academy, PayPal.me slash FDMG Academy, and make sure you subscribe to my video on demand site, www.drumar.tv, www.drumar.tv. Parents, stop getting your children tested for special ed. I'm going to say this and I'm done. Mm -hmm. In the post COVID era, we're seeing a surge of black children be put in special ed. Mm -hmm. The schools are exploiting the miseducation that our children were subjected to during COVID when they were home learning, learning on the laptop. Okay. And they're now using these academic losses as a justification for special ed. So I'm telling every black mother and father out there, if the school asks you to get your child tested, you tell the school that the reason my child is behind grade level in reading or math is because they didn't get adequate instruction during COVID. They're not going to special mm -hmm. ed. Get them a tutor from that Title I money. And if your child doesn't go to a Title I school, you dig in your pocket and you pay for a tutor. They don't need an IEP. They don't need special ed. They need a tutor. If you need to reach me, 215-989-9858. 215-989-9858. Black celebrities must be held accountable. Make sure you watch Dr. Umar tonight on Hell of a Week, 11.30 p.m. Right. on Comedy Central. Well, you have I always it. appreciate you, Dr. Yes, Umar. Thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> All right, well, we got to take our flick, right? It's the Let's do it. We got to close it out, man. It's the oh, Breakfast oh, Club. Oh, 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 my it's bad. Dr. Umar it's the Johnson, Breakfast Club. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.